preachers at the church like to say, we ain't gonna take long, but we're going to take our time. We'll talk about all the TV, movies, and music that define our everyday blackness. Welcome to the Black Card Podcast. Oh man, what's going on, players and partners? That's the new intro. Oh, okay. I was like, where are we going? I with thought about this? it while I was in I thought about I was in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm Bird. I'm April D. And I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Black Heart Podcast episode. Damn. Seventy. We do this every time. People be like, why? I, I don't, don't remember. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Seventy four was hello. Damn. Seventy five? Dang, we we seventy five six. We three quarters. Three quarters in that thing. All right, look, we were just talking about Tish, mm-hmm. right? And I am high time Charmin Ultra Soft. That is it. Like, there's only a few things in this life that I'm like, well, no, I'm brand heavy about everything, but that is one of those things that I'm like unwavering on. Mm-hmm. I will go to Sam's and get the biggest, or what really is Walmart. I would go to Walmart and get the biggest Charmin Ultra Soft tissue, triple roll, whatever, every single time. I don't care how much it is. That is what I use. I do not play about my tissue. I'm a Kirkman girl. Costco brand. Mm-mm. I love it. And, like, I just – I ran out of my Kirkland brand toilet paper. And during the pandemic, like – Every time I saw toilet paper, I felt like I had to buy it because y'all was buying it up. Bro, hey, look, that'll tell you my uh <laughs> that'll tell you about the time that I, <laughs> I the one time I actually did I don't use the term consider, but my animalistic mindset thought about hitting this old woman over the head. Not really hitting the old over the head. So look, so check it. <laughs> this was this was, no, no, don't shake your head. So look, this was the 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 height of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I was in Walmart. I never understood the race for the tissue. I never understood why people thought that, of all things, that tissue would be the thing that, whatever. Anyway, they were buying up all the tissue, right? I had, like I said, you know, I'd be buying the big thing. So I knew I had, like, a bunch of rolls. But you kind of start looking across the aisle, like looking at other people and be like, damn, what if they right? What if we are going to run that? Mm-hmm. Whatever. It was this old woman pushing the cart with the last big thing of Charmin Ultra Soft in her buggy. And in my mind, I was just looking at her like, hmm, if we do get to like anarchy, no martial law, govern ourselves kind of situation, I'm like, what is stopping me from just taking this tissue? Absolutely nothing. Because what's she going to say? What are you going to do? Hey! That nigga got me. Hey, look. Hey, hey, for real though. That's the time that you probably cost somebody a nigga. Like I like I would have took that one. I wouldn't even be mad. Like, you're right. This is nigga activities. Mm-hmm. But Kirkland's tissues sounds it is it, giving me very much public school. No, but see, the thing is, you're acting like Costco brand is some like basic level brand. Like this is not great value. Kirkland like has quality things. Now that is true. That is true. I I have heard good things. And about I purpose. like so their toilet paper is I believe it is two ply. Like it's not just the one ply that you get out the Walmart bathroom. You gotta question it though. If you have to question no, it. No, but I, I like the amount of plies that it is. Like it's perfect. <laughs> so like I just ran out of it and then uh-huh. I, I bought some Charmin because they ran because Kirkland sold out at the store. No, because it finally cause 
shit, there's probably been the same Kirkland's there no, since the pandemic. No, So I end up having to get the dang Charmin, and I'm like, now they dang. introduce you to real. Now you hate lanes. No, I hate the Charmin. Like it just feel like Crazy. it's too much. Like I ain't gonna lie. Listen, you remember man, my plunger video? <laughs> I had to use like I just was like the way that the toilet paper fall in the water, it don't even absorb the water for real. Are you using too much? Probably so. so I'm, but I'm a woman though. Like we use I mean, I mean what I'm saying is like so there was this episode of uh a different world where they talked about it. It's like per wipe, how many squares would you just believe that you use? You know what's funny? It's I'm thinking about this now. I was using the Charmin as if it was the Kirkland. That's a problem. That's probably what it is. You ain't need that much. You're probably I not I gotta readjust. Or I'm finna just go get some Kirkland toilet paper. And yeah. that just be my still my that bitch got there. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, dang it ain't even like <laughs> you got it ain't even go down. <laughs> Looking like a mummy got to mm-hmm. that shit. Man, so like back in the day, like I'm glad my mom doesn't listen to the podcast. She doesn't even know what a podcast is. She doesn't even oh, she doesn't even have the podcast app. But let me tell you, cause I let me tell you, if I get into my childhood stories, it's a lot of uh it brings a lot of context to how I am as an adult right mm-hmm. now. My mom used to work at, at she used to work at A and M. She was working at A and M. Uh, I didn't know that. She was working at A and M. My auntie probably know your mama. Maybe she she worked there for probably about four years, four to five years. Within like the last thirty years. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. While, while, while we were there. What? Yeah. Why have we never had this conversation? My auntie probably know your mom. My auntie know everybody. Maybe. That's that's wild. What a queenie. Right. But so. Anyway. My mom would go to like the janitors and go get that toilet paper out that closet. Dog, when you would come to my house, it's not just the. <laughs> it wouldn't be just the regular tissue, just yeah. the one ply tissue. It's the big joint that looked like a damn eighteen inch rim. So you come in my house. <laughs> you come in my house. There's no tissue on the roll, but you got this big ass public school. Thing that's supposed to be in the roll leaned up against the wall. <laughs> so for years, we just wiped our ass with one ply. It is the most, it's, it's literally like wipe your ass with construction paper. And that's probably why you like that Charmin. Mm-mm. Man, t- I grew up, like, my daddy loves Costco. Like, uh-huh. when I took, like, when he came to Huntsville last time, this man wanted to go to Costco for fun. He didn't want to buy nothing. He just wanted to go see what it looked like in there, what they got and what it costs. You go on the Costco World Tour? He was here for a week, wanted to go three times. The last time I was like, all right, like, listen, we're not going back to Costco. I grew up on, I think that's what it is. I grew up on Kirkland toilet paper. Mm -hmm. And so that's what, that's what I like. It is true. So also my mom, she was very anti-name brand stuff. So Mm -hmm. when you say great value, I'm like, boy, I had my fair share of Great value mainstays, all all the generic brands, but some of that should be legit though. Mm-hmm. Some of that should be legit. But one thing that I remember that my mom like was very uh, adamant about for she 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 had her moments and stuff. Uh, you ever had a cereal out the dog bag? Yes. <laughs> when you said dog bag, I'm like. Yeah, but that's because I went to, um, which people are surprised, you know, I'm from Seattle and somebody, I told them I don't like, like big crowds of like other people. Yeah. And I was like, my day camp was all black, like Uh black and Samoan. And they used to feed us them out them cereal bags because people would donate that or 
the grocery store was right by there, so I'm pretty sure they probably donated us the, st- the um, stale cereal or something. Bruh, when I say... Now, the funny thing about... <laughs> my childhood is crazy. So, the funny thing about, like, that cereal bag, you know, it's the big bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she would get that version of Lucky Charms or whatever. That shit had, like... The cereal on one side and the, and the marshmallows mm-hmm. on the other. It was like half and half. Like, I ain't think to mix this up. No, nah, it was like a wild. It makes for a wild ride. Like, it's just, it is, and neither, none of it is like legitimately good. Like, to grow up and find out that the price difference between the two is so minuscule. It's like, you trying to tell me I had to eat dog food cereal for years because you wanted to save a dollar? Hey, a dollar over a bunch of times. I told you, you see my tweet about my alarm company trying to go up. Like it was just under a dollar. Oh yeah. And I was like, what is the difference? Like why? I will call people. Why are you changing the amount I owe you? And like, I could understand if it went up $15 because you know, that's what it is now. Cool. Mm-hmm. But just a dollar. I feel like you're trying to get over on me. It's the, it's the principalities of it. $12 right here times all the people you probably got over on there was somebody at the sonic off of um sparkman that they said that they were like taking a few extra cents off of everybody's mm-hmm. uh, tab you do that to enough people you you got a little come up because you know that's like the new scam kind of situation is like if they uh get your if they swipe you and get your your card your card information and they're no longer i'm not saying they're no longer but you know how it used to be like bleeds you for 300 400 500 600 dollars mm-hmm. now it's like they'll just get a bunch of people and hit them for like two dollars yeah every every few days two dollars two dollars two dollars two dollars two dollars because the whole thing is like you look at your you look at your what you call it your statement and you ain't gonna think nothing of two dollars you mm-hmm. ain't you ain't gonna think like hey why is apple.com charging me two dollars for nothing you're like i must have been something or whatever you just keep your trucking and that's how they win it. They just kind of keep that happening. I'm over here looking at my account. I'm like, why is Stars charging me $9? It used to be $3. It then went up my special. See, I miss my Stars, man. <laughs> oh, does he ever uh, listen to the podcast? Does probably he know who not. he is? He probably, mm-mm. He might, I don't know. Speaking of, you see Netflix uh, backtrack on that password sharing. They said they accidentally posted the U.S. portion. But, like, that's so crazy because I'm like, Okay, two sides. You know everybody's sh- uh, sharing passwords for stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, me and my sister, we share pretty much, like, there's certain things she pays for, there's certain things mm-hmm. I pay for. I feel like I pay for more. <laughs> She's fine. But, like, people know you're sharing passwords, and they're like, oh, if you go out of town, you just get this code. I'm like, no. It's like too much. Mm-mm. I don't even tell. I don't even tell the bank I'm going out of town. Mm-hmm. Are you recording yourself? Supposedly. Am I not? Did it stop? Yeah, it absolutely did. I'm like, is it going now? Yeah, it's going now. I looked. I said, "Why good. is the screen black?" Good eye. Good eye. Mm-hmm. That's what. Hey. That's that's what. That's why we're here. That's why but we're yeah, here. Like speaking of, um, I got okay. Not to cut you off, but to cut you off. I mean, you did. Okay. I got to tell you, I have this great movie idea, and it circles around the term, that's why we're here. What is that? 
I don't even want to give it up on the podcast. It's going to take way too long for me to explain. Okay, you have to tell us another time. My auntie texted me and she said, hey, we're going to come to your house on Saturday and watch Wakanda Forever and you can provide snacks. Which was her way of asking me to go put Disney Plus on her TV. Uh, so I drove over there and put Disney Plus on their TV, which first of all, they didn't even have the app on their TVs. Uh, so I had to download that and add it. But they were so appreciative. But I'm just like, they they share, they're on my apps as well. Like they were surprised when I showed them how to work Netflix. My auntie, when I put Netflix on her TV, she was like, like, you know, it starts playing stuff, like kind of right. like a preview. She was like, oh, what time that come on? I said, <laughs> I, I don't so she like, So she was like, what time Netflix come on? I'm like, I don't have time to, mm-mm, mm-mm. My sister. I'm laughing. Wait till I tell you about my daddy. Hold on. Because <laughs> my sister is the one that's patient and she like do the, yeah. like stuff like that with my mom. Because I'm like, I don't have, like after I get off work, I don't have the patience to try to explain to you why. Like my mom got a new car mm-hmm. and she asked me to come over and kind of show her how to use it, which I was like, why you ain't make them show you how to use it? But by showing her how to use it, she wanted the black radio station added to her car. Yeah. I said, you made me drive across town for this. <laughs> oh, Okay. I've been there, but before we get deep in that, just yesterday, I was, uh, my dad called me mm-hmm. twice. First conversation took 45 minutes, second conversation took 10, so about an hour. I was, I was trying to talk him through two things on the computer. One, he had this Excel spreadsheet with like information like names, dates, phone numbers. He wanted to put it in alphabetical order. I said, all right. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So I had to talk him through like sorting. How to and you know, that's like a difference. Like, all right, like daddy, you gotta hit the A. Like the A at the top of the column. Like the like I mean at the top of the column, things, you know, they go up and down. So you got numbers on one side, you got letters on the other. So hit the A. You're like, all right, hit the A. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> all right. Let me see. A. I see C. <laughs> like, uh, all right, all right, boy. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. So boom, got him to do that. Then yeah, he did it, and I like. I thought I was cool after that. So I got him. So he come back, and I knew this was gonna be the task. He said, "How do I send an email and attach this file?" I said, "Ooh, oh, shit." Lord. I said, "Oh, we in the big leagues now, man, man." First. <laughs> First, I tried to explain to him how to, because I didn't want to put him into like the file locator folder, like to drill down to find where, like where he saved the file at. You wanted to drag it over. Drag. I tried to do. I tried to get the drag and drop. He couldn't. I couldn't talk him through how to go from the full screen to like half screen. Like I could. I could. Like I'm like I'm like. All right, Daddy. You see in the top right, there's an X, a little square, and a minus. Click on the square. He said, okay, I clicked square. I clicked square. All right. <laughs> then, <laughs> then, uh, then, like, all right, cool. He's I'm like, what happened? He said, take up half the screen. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. I'm like, all right, now you know where you where you clicked on the icon to 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 pull up the, the spreadsheet at. He said, yeah. He said, all right, now go to that. He said, I don't see that. I said, God damn it. I said, I like, I don't even and we just went back and forth. He just went, it, it did. It just went from him maximizing the screen to him minimizing the screen to him making a half to. At one time, he got out of the email some way somehow. Mm-mm. It's certain stuff I'm just not explaining. Like when my daddy, like I remember, 
me and my sister noticed that he had two Facebooks. I think we talked about this. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, I got one I log into from my phone and one I log into from, from my computer. <laughs> he was like, somebody tried to tell me that I got two Facebooks. Like, he was upset. Like, duh, I got two. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not even, gonna, like, it starts, I'm not about to, I'm not going to argue. Man, oh, it no, 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 no. It took me so long to get my dad to kind of understand Oh, man. I had to try to explain. The internet, as in Google Fiber, mm-hmm. Amazon Fire Stick, and apps. Like, man, like getting like getting my daddy to kind of understand the difference between Google and Google Fiber. And... <laughs> It makes me wonder, like, when we get old, what is the thing that our kids are going to be trying to explain to us that we just ain't going to get? And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to happen sooner than we think. Oh, honestly, so I got a friend that works in IT at my job. And so instead of going through and putting a ticket like a regular person, I just called him when I got a problem. So (laughs) I was working from home and I looked at my computer when I cut on this big battery screen. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, dang. I got the charger plugged into my computer. I'm like, I call and I said, bro, my computer like not working and I'm working from home. I don't want to have to go on site to do this. Like, I don't know what's wrong. Why I didn't have the computer, like the charger plugged into the wall. <laughs> the computer was dead. He was like, see, and I was just like, you know what? Am I one of those people? Hey, hey, the amount of times that I'm pretty sure like, no, IT definitely gets called in to do like, Dumb stuff like that mm-hmm. all the time. Because mm-hmm. I remember I had a, I had to go in and our IT guy, like my computer was like was uh, messing up or whatever. And he was coming in working on stuff and we were just talking. And he said something like literally along the exact same lines. Like, oh, was it you telling me? Or somebody was telling me that basically like somebody like they thought they, did, they, they didn't know that they had to charge their laptop. Like, oh, what? Like, I don't, I guess, I guess. I don't know. I guess at work, it was always on like a docking station. Oh, so when they got off the docking station, they were confused. Right. Oh, my goodness. Now, that wasn't me. Right. I don't know. I don't know. What's on our docket? I forgot. We had some uh, stuff on that. What was the first thing on the docket? All I remember is Jalen. Huh? Hurts. Oh, Super Bowl predictions. Mm-hmm. So, I guess you're going for your main man. Yeah, what team he played for? The, the Eagles. <laughs> so, you go so... Cause you you a football watcher? I do, I do. It's like I haven't. So I'm gonna be honest. This year I haven't been watching it or keeping up with it as much as I usually do, just because I just feel like my life has been all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I like I am the person that when the Super Bowl game comes on, like if I wasn't gonna be traveling during the game time, mm-hmm. like I want to sit down and watch the game. I remember I got invited to a Super Bowl party by a girl I was cool with. And the Seahawks were in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I can't what year was it? I'm trying to think who they were playing. It wasn't the Broncos. Uh, that was uh, Russ. You know, they lost to the. Um, that was the pick. He threw the pick in the. Um, mm-hmm. Who did they play? Uh, I can't think of who it was. The but Patriots. I will say this. She told me, "Hey, having a Super Bowl party." Um, 
And then she was like, so not only did she tell me she was having a Super Bowl party, but like, y'all, I used to be like a real healthy, like, kick person. She was like, you can bring a veggie tray. And I was like, what? So I was like, are y'all actually going to be watching the game? Or like, are y'all interested in the game? Or like, y'all just like, you know, there. She was like, oh, no, we just going to be kicking. I said, at the point that she did, I said, if the Seahawks make the Super Bowl, I probably won't come because I really want to watch the game. I want right. to hear what's going on. And I don't want to be in a room wanna, full of. You want to watch it with the niggas. Yeah. I don't want to be in a room full of women that are talking over the game because then I'm going to get mad. Right. And then, like, we don't want that to happen. And so when the Seahawks made it, I said, she sent me again that I was going to be in the register. I said, hey, Seahawks in the Super Bowl, I ain't going to make it. She was really upset that I didn't come. But I was like, but try to tell her. I told you, I I am more invested in the game than halftime. Mm-hmm. I want to know what happened. I want to hear when the ref calls the plays or whatever happened. I want to know what happened. So I ain't got to go back and try to figure it out. And when y'all are talking over this game, I'm going to be upset. And then y'all going to be looking to be crazy. Cause I'm gonna have to leave. Cause you know, hey, Super Bowl like it's it's the most watched event every year. I know I can't believe like this. I think this is the first time I'm not gonna be like somewhere watching it. It's gonna fuck with you. It is. It, it really. I think I'm trying to remember because I'm going to DC for the weekend. And um, when is my flight back? That's to my flight tomorrow. So. Yeah. Do you even know who's playing on that? <laughs> Who else is in the, in the Super Bowl? It's the Chiefs, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. But so I, like, I, you know, I keep up a little bit. I don't even know. I actually, can't. I think, like, actually, I, do you think more women watch football or basketball? I would say football. I mean, we in the South. It's definitely right. football. You're right. I, I'm about to say, I know a lot of women that watch football and keep up with football and are entertained by football, are raised playing football. Mm-hmm. I mean, not playing football, but raised and. Families that watch football. Check this out. My flight, seven fifty five to nine oh five. Like you be back here at nine oh five? AM? No, PM. Oh shit. Never mind. Yeah, no, like ain't no Super Bowl. Ain't no Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah. I was lucky when I booked the flight. Cause I, I booked the flight on some like I was ooh, we ain't put this on the list, but I got to do the Delta Sky Lounge. Talk to me about that. That's that's a level of privilege that I can only aspire for. I had literally been like, I've always wanted to go. So 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 the Sky Lounge is the sliding door lounge in there. In the airport, you go upstairs mm-hmm. and then like so my friend. So I went on a cruise a couple weeks ago, and on the way back, me and the girl that I was staying with. Like her flight was at like ten thirty. Mine wasn't until like two thirty. But mm-hmm. I was like, it doesn't make sense for me to catch a Uber by myself or like what I'm what I'm gonna do in right. Cape Canaveral uh for that long. So I just got the Uber with her to the airport and I was like, I'll just hang out at the airport mm-hmm. until my flight. So she was just like, We're looking at the menus and it's like fifteen dollars for a mimosa, fifteen dollars for like any type of breakfast plate. She was like, For this price, we might as well just pay to get into the Sky Lounge. I'm like, Talk to me. Mm-hmm. So it's about forty dollars to get in, um, and but she had the credit card, like the credit card mm-hmm. with them to already go in there. So we paid the forty dollars to go in, and we go upstairs, and um, they have like a kind of like a buffet type deal for breakfast, mm-hmm. but you also have unlimited drinks. It's bottom, it's bottomless mimosas, like straight. Wait, drinks. you just pay? Wait, you just you pay, pay forty? We paid forty dollars when I went up there. Does you, do, do you have to have the? You have to have the credit card. You can't yeah. just, and I think they're they're changing it. I think as of like February second, because I, mm-hmm. I saw that on Twitter. But they're changing it because too many people get in there. Yeah. But like, 
$40 gets you in there as long as you have certain credit card. I think another tier of it, you can get in there for free. Mm-hmm. But like her and her guest, so I was the guest, and they had like a breakfast type of buffet. Very simple stuff. I think they had omelets, boiled eggs. They had like a bagel toasting se- section. I and, love but, bagel. But they had a certain level of alcohols that you could get for no cost. Mm. So we was over there drinking mimosas. I so she was there. Her flight was at ten thirty. We probably got there. I don't know. Well, no, it might have been early. Then. She was probably with me for like maybe an hour and a half or so. Mm. Had a couple mimosas. Boom. After she goes and they switch over to lunch, tequila and sprite, tequila and ginger ale. And I done made friends with the little bartender. Right. So like I didn't have one. Then I had another. I said I might be a little. <laughs> and then, like I told him, I said, "Well, it's my last one because I'm finna go catch my flight." He was like, "Okay, we gotta make this one good." And so he kind of like upped my tequila, and then uh-huh. it was basically tequila and a splash of sprite. Uh-huh. Thank you, sir, because I almost missed my flight. <laughs> I go to my gate, I sit down. I was like, "All right, they're calling the sky privilege people or right. sky pass people, whatever it's called. People that get to get on the plane first, right?" And the and the and the, and the army folks. And, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was main cabin one, literally probably the next group. At some point, I don't know if I had like just zoned off or what. I know I didn't go to sleep. All I hear is passenger McDaniel. Oh, they, like, oh, you got that far? I I, call, I went up there. I said, "Are y'all have y'all started calling main cabin?" They like, ma'am, they, we we boarded the whole plane. I said, oh my god, I was at the gate for the weekend. Now imagine missing your flight at, at the, the gate. gate. Like I was just like, bro. But you know, what's, you know what's funny though? I bet that shit happens more frequently than you think. Yeah. The amount, like the amount of time I didn't get to the gate and I'd be laid out sleep or whatever. Like it's it's kind of disgusting how like we don't mind laying all over the floor at the airport. I've never done that. You never laid on the floor at the airport? Absolutely. Like, not. Every single time. Mm-mm. Those people that be laid on the floor at the airport, that'd be me. No, I, but I don't even know what I was doing. Like, I was like, I don't think I was asleep. You was standing up drunk. But so. yeah, but I say, I, I was sitting in the chair because I think I posted to my close friend that I had a Starbucks cup because yeah. when they put me on the last drink, I just poured in the Starbucks cup. I left, was sipping on that. And then the, the worst part, left the cup what when they call my name. Cause I was, cause I was like, you was rushing, like, you, oh shoot, you like, was about to be like left behind, like uh, home alone. Yes, and I was like, I mean, like, I don't miss, I don't miss flights. Like, I think one time, the only other time I had something similar like that was when I was in Chicago and they changed the gate on me. Mm. So I'm sitting there and I had my beats on, I ain't hear nothing, and then I looked and I said, dang, they should be boarding by now. They yeah. should be boarding. I looked and I said. Y'all ain't going to Huntsville? <laughs> Woo, had to run across the airport. And if you've ever flown Chicago's airport, O'Hare. O'Hare. bruh, yeah. I hate I, Big as shit. I will never. Because, like, it's big, and then you got to basically run through there for real. I think the Chicago, I, I mean, Chicago was done big. Uh, D.C. was pretty big, too. Um, that's JFK. Is that JFK in D.C.? Um, I don't know, because mine, I think my heart code is something else. But, I mean, there's multiple airports. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta not that big. We were going out of DCA, out of Reagan. But I can't remember one. Was it Charlotte? One of them was like dumb long. I was like, God damn. Minnesota? Minneapolis? Man, I don't know. I remember I was in one. where we, I basically like had to go from one side of the airport all the way to the other. And it was a, it was a pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. I said, damn. 
Like I like getting on like the little the little um conveyor belt walk thing. Mm-hmm. Get on there. It's still because it actually bothers me when people stop walking because they're on it. That's me. You actually like walk faster. We get there faster if you just continue to walk. No, I feel like that's my break, and I'm going to move. But my thing is, I will not block you. If I see Mm. somebody's behind me and trying to walk past, I'm going to move out the way because I've been there. Question, do you, when you see people run in the airport, do you, like, automatically, like, create a scenario in your mind, try to figure out why they're running or where they're running to? No, I just be laughing a little bit, but also, like, I've been there, so I'll be like, let me not laugh too hard. No, I, I swear, it's like, I just, I, I take a quick glimpse at them and like try to assess like them, what they look like, probably where they're going. Question. Airport wise, are you get there early or are you like a last minute person? Oh my God. I, I was sitting at the airport for two hours. Oh my God. Me too. And everybody was making fun of me because typically I'm a late girl. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm bad with time. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the airport... I will be there and I will sit there. I'd rather be there two hours early. They'd be like, you be going to Huntsville early? Yes. I don't like, I don't want to stress and have to run to the airport. I know folks that they will go, that they will go to Huntsville 30 minutes before the mm-hmm. flight. My, my mind cannot handle that level of anxiety. No. So first of all, I'm not from here. So you do that at SeaTac if you want to, mm-hmm. like automatically it's always been like two hours before your flight mm-hmm. every time. Now, Huntsville, I will play with it a little bit. I know when we went for the cruise, I ended up driving my car because um, I was going to take an Uber, but um, I drove my car because I waited to the last minute to do some stuff in the morning that I should have been did. And I looked and I said, I ain't got time to wait on no Uber because, like, it's not a long drive, but I, was, I just, I don't want to have to wait. Because if there's an accident on 565, you're fucked. Well, look, I don't even get on the highway to get to the airport. Are you going back road? Mm, this mm. Right. Oh, duh. I'm so of course. close. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, but I hopped on, I hopped in my car and just drove because I like, I was like, my flight was like an hour out and I said, oh my gosh, I'm so late. And it was so funny because like Huntsville airport, it takes nothing. Like either there's a bunch of people there or not. And like, you're going to catch a bunch of people there Monday business travel. Right. Um, that's probably about it. I've never had that, that little a long, six a.m. Monday mm-hmm. flight or whatever. Everybody head to Houston for work or mm-hmm. DC or, or DC, whatever. Right. But um, yeah, I was stressed, so I drove myself, got there, and had time to sit down and still relax. But still, I was just like, when people be telling me or they like don't put enough time to get to the airport, my mind is so blown. Like, to travel with people, and I'm like... And they be so casual about it. They literally treat a plane like it's an Uber. I'm like, because if you miss this plane... Like, I be, I'm like, I've never... I've never missed a flight. No, so I've never missed a flight, but I missed a flight due to the connection. Yes, I'm going to say, I'll say that. I've missed a flight due to connecting flights, but I've never gotten to the airport and my flight took right. off without me. right. We went to Vegas one time, and uh, we, me and Hollywood, flew out of Huntsville, lay over in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. The Huntsville flight, we was just sitting out there, like waiting to take off for like forty five minutes. We only had, we had a short window automatically between flights, so when we finally like deplaned in Minneapolis, we had missed the connector flight by fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. That shit added six hours Ooh. in. Before we can get on the plane to, to Vegas, and then oh, let me tell you this straight. Like I just knew my, I just knew my, I just knew my bags was gone. I just, I said, I already made peace with. It. I said I ain't gonna have no clothes when we get there. But it's just like 
I'm not willing to gamble for like six hours That's of my what day. I'm saying. Like I think the only time the the fun like the only time that I've had a missed connecting flight, I was flying was I flying back? I can't remember if I was going home or coming back. But my flight in Houston, I missed it. And they said the next flight you couldn't get on was to like the evening. Well, at the time I had a really good friend that lived in Houston, so like she came and got me. I went uh-huh. and had brunch with some of my friends. Like, it was a whole thing. Took me See. back to the airport later on that evening. So, like, I wasn't really tripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, a place like that, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Crazy. We, we got here because we was talking about the Super Bowl. I know, and I'm going to miss it. But, yes, yes, Rihanna is the halftime performance, which we've been begging her for an album. I was laughing because my auntie said that if she come out and sing that song from Wakanda Forever, she going to be mad. And I said, <laughs> Why? She, of course she is. I said, you and everybody else. I mean, but of course she is, though. We know. I, I, I can almost guarantee it. You think so? Absolutely. It's her newest song. That song. There's literally like a... She made us wait all that time for that. Her anti came out in like, what, 2016? Mm, mm-hmm. Something like that. I think it's 2016. That's a long time when you say it like that. Yes, like... 15, 16, somewhere in there. Um, she's not making no more music. Like, I think this this ship has sailed. But uh, I'm totally excited for her halftime performance. Um, Why think, do you know that it came out in 2016? You're absolutely right. Hey, man. I mean, knowing shit. I don't. No, it's, no, it's just really weird, the stuff that I decide to retain. That is, yeah, that you is would, true. You would think I was a good student, but just <laughs> finesse. Yeah, I want. I'm trying to think like my like Rihanna playlist. I feel like I want to hear Partner Replay. I want to hear Rude Boy. Yes, that's who. Now, I used to lose my shit when Rude Boy came on. Who else? Who she gonna bring out? Mm, I hope it ain't ASAP Rocky. I understand that's your man's and all. But it's come on, man. He need to be somewhere rocking that baby. Like, goddamn. Like, come on, man. Not ASAP rocking the baby. Like, who? Ain't gonna be Chris Brown. Oh. I ain't even, I'm not even making a joke there. I just, I was trying to think of collaborations. I don't know. You know what we didn't put on the list to talk about, but I was surprised at? What? The amount of people that had no idea who Robert Glasper was. You didn't. Dog, I literally said, I have never been in a situation where somebody was like, ooh, let's set the mood, put on that Robert Glasper to get get the party started. I mean, it's not a part, he's not a party starting music person. So, well, okay, to fill the people in on what April is talking about, Robert Glasper won a Grammy for Best R&B Album. He beat out Chris Brown. Chris Breezy went on a tirade, tyrant, tirade, mm-hmm. on Instagram uh, with post, story post, that story post about who is Robert Glasper. I didn't see that. Oh, you ain't see that? Uh-uh. Oh, it was like five of them. He was like, who the fuck is Robert Glasper? Right. So that went on for a day. The next day, he, you know, apologized or whatever. Um, he made a great point that I'm going to dig into after that. But go ahead with your Robert Glasper. I don't, so I, um, not, I still listen to that type of music now, but there was a period of time, especially around the 2016, like I remember when I was in grad school, I was very much 
the internet, Xavier Omar. Mm. Um, oh, so he's, in, he's in that. He's in that. He's pocket. in that. Like, cause he's a pian, a pianist, a uh-huh. pian, pianist, pianist. He's <laughs> penis. <laughs> but no, um, he had like he has a song. Um, is a music soul child. Like he had like there are songs that he's had that he it would come on my playlist. Like Pandora used to open my mind to a lot of different people. Right. And I remember really liking Robert Glasper type music. So like when so many people were like, Who is that? I was just like, Wait, huh? But also I realized that like, yes, I have my side that loves Dolph and all that stuff, but then mm. I have my like chill music that I like to listen right. to while I'm sipping some wine and tequila, whatnot. Well, because the thing is, like, there is an avenue, like, for that, um, like I said, like, Internet and Sid, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, that is a certain genre of music, because um, in his apology, Chris Brown made a good point. In it, Well, in his apology, he said that he should not be in the same category as Robert Glasper. I don't disagree. And it, that is absolutely correct. The reason that there was so much pushback or so much agreeance with who the fuck is Robert Glasper is because the people that listen to Chris Brown probably do not listen to Robert Glasper. So I think that when you think about, like when I think about R&B, I think about like mainstream R&B, and then I think about the the people like the internet, Xavier Omar. Like the concerts I like to go to be $20, $25. I saw Xavier Omar for $20 in Portland. I saw the internet for like 25 in Atlanta. Like Lucky Day paid $20. I didn't actually go to that concert, but I paid $20 to see him. Like those are the type of concerts I like to go to. That's the, the type intimate of music. Settings. I, yes, those intimate Cause settings. Because I saw, uh, what you call it, uh, two people. I saw early off on their first album, Bryson Tiller and Kalani. Phenomenal. Like it, like the the smaller venues R and B, like yes, I'm gonna say I'll never say this again. But what's the little man name that uh, shot Meg? Tory Lanez. Yeah, I went to go see him. It was like a date, but like it was an intimate concert. I remember a couple of people went to go see and him. And he, though. um, it was in Nashville, and it was like I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. like because I love intimate concerts. Like I am not the go see Beyonce pay fifteen hundred dollars for a ticket girl. Mm-hmm. I am. Got these tickets for $20. I'll never forget. I think I probably told the story about how I flew the man out because we went to go see the internet for $20 mm-hmm. tickets. And I bought, I had already bought two. Well, you kind of hit two two topics that, that we won't talk about. But uh, now you was going to talk about Robert Glasper. We talked about Chris Brown. Yeah. But uh, first, I got tickets for uh, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne you did? You, you got them? Yeah, I got them. But I got, I got them third party. Okay. Oh, my God. So it is crazy what's going on with this ticket selling situation. Mm-hmm. Like, so getting concert tickets like in Jays now. Man, yes. And Beyonce's situation, I feel I feel bad for them, for the Beehive. Like they. So from my understanding, it's like, uh, it's twofold. It's a lot for them to go through. Because you got to go through like it's like a registration, then you get a group, and then you get an access code. Then you get then you get your chance to buy it then. So it's a whole multi day process or whatever. But that's a lot better than what I had to go through with dealing with the bots. Cause when Lil Wayne tickets drop, I'm talking about I'm locked in, I'm there, I'm in line. I waited an hour only for them to tell me that they was out of tickets. What? Yeah. So I got all the I waited all through the 
Ticketmaster waiting situation. Got to the front. Think I'm about to put my credit card information in. They said, nah, Playboy. No more tickets. So I went and got them third party on SeatGeek, and they were not cheap. I bet. But I kind of looked at it like, I mean. It's Lil Wayne. It's, you got to come back and tell me all about it. Like, I am not a concert girl. Like, even when I buy I tickets them. to concerts, I think um, there was a concert in Birmingham that I bought tickets for, uh, Maxwell. Mm. I ended up giving that to somebody. Like, literally, I said, you said your mama want to go see Maxwell? Hey, she want to go see him because I got some tickets, and I'm not driving to Birmingham. Listen, I'm a concert goer. I love concerts. Like I'm a, I've seen quite a few people. I like intimate, but I maybe and you know what I said it's my year outside. Maybe I will start to like bigger concerts. I just don't like people, which is why It'd that be, whole cruise thing. Mm-hmm. When I got on that ship and we started sailing, I realized I'm on a cruise. I'm on a boat full of people. But once everybody dispersed though, you, yeah, it was better. Yeah, but. now it's a bunch of people on your way in. Like you'd be like, God damn. It's like it's like over a thousand people, you know what I'm saying? Like it was thirty Let me can I can I talk about the cruise? Talk about let the me cruise. Tell you, so okay. We'll come back to the Grammys. Yeah, we will. We like we're all over the place. Hey, that's cool. So this I is went awesome. on a we cruise. It was my very first cruise, which is the funny part. I'm very much oh, this the, is your first cruise? Yes. I did not know that. I'm very much the person that pays the money, don't even know where I'm going. I have been telling people I've been going to Jamaica and the girl that I was staying with, she was saying, Girl, no, you're not. We're going to the Bahamas. I said, Oh, <laughs> Cool, that's fun too. <laughs> like, um, so we we get there. First of all, we flying a day before because who finna fly in the day of the cruise and take the chance of missing your cruise? Okay. No way. I saw that on TikTok and I said, There's no way I could take that risk. Cause when that um, thing gone, that thing gone. Exactly. So we get on the um we get on the boat, which is crazy saying it's a black person, it's black history month. We get on the boat and um that's when I realized, I said, I'm on here with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. I don't like people. And then we get to the room. And everybody says, the rooms are small. And I was like, right. yeah, I believe it. And I got in there and said, oh, my God. It's small. The whole weekend, I spent saying, excuse me, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> like, I think I was using the restroom, and my arm hit the wall, and I said. Oh, oh it was two of y'all in the room. Yes. Ooh. Have you gone on cruise? You just used to stay by I've yourself? Always, I've always had my own room. Really? Yeah. Okay, so, like, we got a balcony room. Um. And it was uh, me and my friend, money. huh? Now nah, they were just more more expensive than the other room. Yeah, but I, we, I was really about to ask you which cabin you had. But to say we just really were like, I was like, I just I don't want to be closed up anywhere. Mm-hmm. I would say that would you would have hated having the um, interior. Yes, an interior cabin. Mm-mm. You would have hated that. Mm-hmm. Low key claustrophobic, can't do it. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. Like I think I like one night or one day we were. On, at sea and I sat out and read my book on the balcony mm-hmm. like it was very nice very also like this the I never got like seasick you could feel the wave mm-hmm. I didn't get seasick till I got back got my sea legs and I was back on on land I was like is the ground moving or I'm <laughs> tripping um but yeah between that we did get the drink package um well, you know, what's funny is like a lot of people were with snuck alcohol onto the boat. And they be on that. But you know what's funny? They didn't question. Like, none of them got caught. Because now when I went, it's basically like everybody was trying to sneak alcohol. Some folks got by, some, some folks didn't. What line did you go with? Royal Caribbean. No, that's, Carnival. But, so Carnival is like the the one. Yeah. I was like, that's where we was. 
We was looking for where the men's was at. And that was like on the Carnival Cruise. Car- yeah, we, we to, was on we Royal was on Caribbean. Caribbean. And Royal Caribbean is like a step up above Carnival. Yes. Yeah, so, when the niggas was fighting and shit. Uh-huh. So we got on there and like the first night was cool. We just kind of did like a dinner and relaxed, whatever. The second day we docked at Nassau or and like we took this boat. And like so you had to get on this boat. That little bitty boat. Well, it was pretty it was a two two deck boat. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. ferry to Blue Lagoon where we we're gonna mm-hmm. be on this private island and it was adults only. Mm, so we get on the boat. There's not enough seats. And that thing is just like rocking back and forth. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh my God, this is how I'm gonna go out. <laughs> my hat flew off my head into these girls like hat flew off my head into these girls' lap. Now, I am I feel like there's this like as black women, you're either very friendly or you're not. Yeah. Like my group of friends, we're very friendly, very open and welcoming. My hat flew off my head and those girls just stayed there and looked at me. It flew into one girl's lap and she just kind of looked at me. And I was just like. She didn't hand it back to you? No. I mean, I grabbed it. And I was so embarrassed because like, you know, like. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, like, sorry. But like, they just kind of looked like. I I was just like, y'all are not people that I would hang with ever. Uh-huh. Um. But we got to this island, whatever. It was cool. They had really good food on the island and bottomless drinks. I just went to sleep out there because uh-huh. are you surprised? Right. <laughs> and then we went back. We made sure when we got back on that boat, I said, I'm going to be like, we board, the, uh, get on the boat at 3.15. I'm going to be there at 2.45 because I need a seat. <laughs> I want to sit down. I'm not standing up again. Um, and then the second day, we went to Coco Cay. Mm-hmm. I've been to Coco Cay. Oh, that was, it was so much fun. Clips and super nice and clear water. Yes, and the food was so much better on the like when we got places as opposed mm-hmm. to on the boat. Mm-hmm. Like boat food, I'm just like mm. both the boat restaurant. Well, no, I can't nah, cause we when we went on our five day. Five day, ours was only a few. Yeah, we went on five day. I feel like I feel like you shorted yourself honestly, cause it. I was not ready to like five days was like just enough. In my opinion, I have to decide if I want to do it again. Like, I think the only way I could see myself doing it again, if like, it's like a group trip again, but like maybe like a couples type thing, Mm -hmm. um, didn't mind sharing a room with, but like the biggest thing about it, if you're sharing a room with somebody, you have to be on the same type of time. Mm -hmm. And me and the girl that I was staying in the room with, we were on the same type of time. Like we both wanted to drink a pack, drink package. We both like we're. We both kind of like the same thing, so right. there were no issues. But like, if I want the drink package and you don't, whoever's in your room got to get whatever you get. Right. So that was something to consider. Um, we got the drink package and we just made sure, like, we were like, okay, when we wake up, pre- mimosas with breakfast. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna get as many drinks as we can. Like, you know, what was the actual key that I didn't figure out until the last day. What asking for top shelf? Hmm. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I kind of just, well, I kind of said specific liquor most of the time, but um, don't even get a mixed drink. Get a shot, and then like get like ginger ale on the side or something like that. Oh, that's smart. Now we didn't because they're gonna water down because they they're gonna water down your drinks to make it stretch. It ain't gonna be terrible, but but it's what's happening. We were trying to figure out because we were like like I. And like I like I drink, mm-hmm. um, and so the drinks weren't hitting. So then we were like, we found one bar where we made a bartender friend, and we were like, all right, let's do Patron Anejo, mm-hmm. 
and my friend was like, make her double. And he would. Now, every bar wasn't the same. Yeah, because you were, you were like not supposed to do yeah, that. Yeah, but he'd be like, all right. So he yeah. made when, when he made them drinks that night, I couldn't even stay out the whole night. They went out <laughs> later. I said, I am going to the room. Went to the club, the, the, the club in the in the, in yeah, the boat, And they said it jumped, club. too. Like, And I was like, y'all, no. I went upstairs, and I sat down. And next thing you know, I woke up. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, the next day, they had a silent party. 3,800 people, they said, I was on the cruise. They had a club with a silent party and had 80 headphones. <laughs> when they ran out, while we was in the line, and they ran out, I said, logistically, what? This is the only club on the boat. Like, literally, there's no other club to go to. Right. How y'all run out of headphones? And then, like, it's not like one person gets one. If you walked up and like, I need five for my group, uh-huh. you getting five. So we stand in this line, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh yeah, we out." Yeah, so now all of a sudden, you know that TikTok where everybody's feet be scl- <laughs> like, that's all you hear. So they doing a cha cha slide. We trying to make it the best out of. We doing a cha cha slide with them. Mm-mm. Right foot, let's go. Left foot, let's stomp. Hands on your knees, like uh uh-uh. uh, because y'all not finna have fun without us. It was so like that, that y'all had turned the silent party to karaoke. <laughs> we sure did. Because I was like, I was really upset. Like, dang. <laughs> It ruined my night. Then we went to, um, we called it the Waffle House. It was like a little pizza place. Yep. Um, so we go down and get pizza, and there was a bunch of kids All night in long, there. Yeah. And I'm like, why y'all not in? Why y'all not in the room? Where y'all parents at? Cause it's the boat. Where the hell are they going? I don't parents know. Don't give a fuck where the Ex- kids exactly. at. Exactly. That's why I You ain't gone nowhere. Listen. The only place you go is overboard. Them kids. <laughs> them kids was cracking jokes. It was some kids. I think they had a kid club on there because it was a couple of Hispanic girls with the sequence jackets and some little baby heels. I said. <laughs> Y'all been to the club. <laughs> Man. Nah, let me tell you. That, that, boy. Nah, okay, we can talk about that bullshit all day, all day. Because we're we going to we gonna come back and have a travel. My bad. Have, have, have a travel pod. Cause we I got, do, because I'm, I'm outside this year. Right, right. So, yeah, we're going to do that. But to jump back to the Grammys, right? So, you know, everybody and their mama was upset about Beyonce not winning the album of the year. Right. To that vanilla face boy. Who did she lose to? Um, Harold Styles. I don't even know. Who Harry Styles. And I. So the this is the thing. Some people have been saying like, "Oh no, Harry Styles really does have a good album." It's this, that, and the third. It actually is like fire music, or it's cool, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I know a lot about the Renaissance album, about Beyonce's album, mm-hmm. and I have not hit play on it one time. That is the impact that that thing has. I have not hit play one time, but I feel like I know damn near every song because I literally can't run from it. Cuff It, Cuff it has been really just drowning the people in the world. There's nothing we can do. Because like, if, you if you've gotten married or had some type of event within the last... Since that album, because right. I think it came out when I was in Toronto, and at the end of July, mm-hmm. between then and now, you gonna do the little cuffy dance? Every, all all the little, little news stations doing it, the teachers doing it with the classes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So everybody was upset, and I was like, man, this this is her like fourth time, even though she got um, the record for the most Grammys, like she's you know beat out Mike. And she has the the most awarded Grammy um, winner. 
she hasn't she's never won album of the year, which is like the big boy. So I think she's been snubbed four times. Um I did some research and it is interesting how the whole Grammy voting process is. Let's say how does that go? So you the Grammys have like a board, mm-hmm. of course, of voters, right? I didn't know this, but there is a preliminary selection. There's a preliminary selection, and then those voters get to vote. Let's say it's like 15 people, mm-hmm. and they take that 15 people, vote on that 15, and that's how you get to your five Grammy nominations, Grammy nominees. Mm-hmm. All right. So everybody votes on the big four, like your album of the year, song of the year, whatever. We'll do. Everybody votes on that. All the people who have voting power vote on that. Now, I didn't know this part. Outside of that, you know, there's a bunch of genres, subgenres, or whatever. Mm-hmm. They only have 15 votes for other things. So, what they're supposed to do is vote in the subgenre or the category in which they are most familiar with. So, for example, if you are me and you, if we had, if we were some some Grammy voters, mm-hmm. we wouldn't vote in the classical category, right? But we would be in the rap, hip hop, neo soul. That's where we would cast our ballots. So, the person that was giving the video was kind of walking us through his like voting process and things that was going on with it. He was saying that the problem is one of two things. He was like, it's either people getting outside of the category that they know mm-hmm. or that they're supposed to be responsible for and just voting off name and face recognition or there aren't enough people. So so basically, like I think he said he can nominate two people every year to become Grammy voters. But of course, you have to be in the music world. Okay. I so, was wondering, like, how did they find it? So, so he was saying, like, you you have to be in the in the music world and you can nominate two people and they'll go through your you know um validate your your accomplishments for you to become you know I'm saying a, a voting member mm-hmm. and he was saying that there are let's say he, if you take somebody like QC like there's a slew of people at the record label that he can nominate two people that person nominate two people like basically you can get more people of your area like if CMG, who else? Whoop de whoop. Start getting producers, writers, songwriters into the nominating pool. You have more of that group to offset the people that shouldn't be there. Oh, okay. And then he said you get in a situation where album of the year, let's say is like this year. It was Harry Styles, Beyonce, Kendrick Lamar, um I'm just gonna I can't remember everybody, but let's say like Drake was in there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Of this pool of voting of the voting body, Harry Styles may have let's say thirty percent of the votes because he's the only one in that lane. Mm-hmm. But now Beyonce, Kendrick, and Drake they're splitting the rest of the votes. So although Beyonce might have had the biggest, most impactful album hands down, the voting just slides in other people's way via that so he's kind of saying like you need more that's why he's saying we need more representation in the voting body Mm -hmm. 
in the Grammy situation to keep that from happening. And I thought that was so like, I never thought about it like that or never knew that that's how it went down. Me neither. I just know I had seen something where they were saying somebody said they didn't vote for Beyonce because she always wins. And I said, what a way to, like, why would you? That's some hating ass shit. Yes. Like, <laughs> you got always, a lot of hate in your heart if you did. Like, she always been winning, so I ain't finna vote for her. But like, how often do you hear stuff like that? Yeah, that's true. You know, like, oh, yeah. they always be getting stuff. So let me, let me, let me get somebody else. But yeah, that was crazy. And then, oh, then I also learned the difference between um, record of the year and song of the year. Like, those are two different things. So, Song of the Year is actually a songwriter's award. Oh. So it's like a babyface type deal. Bingo. So it's like it's like most of the time, like most big artists will kind of like co-write a lot of their songs. Basically, like just so if they win a Grammy for Song of the Year, like if the songwriter wins for Song of the Year, they'll get some they'll get a Grammy too. They'll go mm-hmm. up there and accept a Grammy. Now, record of the year that includes production, mixing, all the all the other things involved. So, but it's not songwriting. So, if you if a song wins a record of the year, the songwriter doesn't get a Grammy. Dang. But if it wins song of the year, the they songwriter get gets the Grammy. Huh? Nah, I ain't know that. Because I, I let me tell you the the way. Watching the Grammys, they had Song of the Year and Record of the Year back to back, and everybody was on the timeline saying, "What is the difference?" But like they need to start explaining this a little bit better. They should. It should be like a pre Grammys. Like this is what this means. Right. This or is how like we got when here. you get up and like, okay, Record of the Year is blah 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 blah, and yeah. here are the nominees. Which college? Um, you see, Tennessee State won a Grammy. No. Yeah, Tennessee State's choir won some niche gospel. Grammy. That's awesome. Yep. Come on, HBCUs. Shout out to y'all and to us because we're HBCUs. Exactly. We're in this together. Everybody, everybody except for Jackson State. Now, now that y'all been through enough. They'll say, listen, they're going through hard times. You going to talk about them? Nah, man. So, okay, really quick, let me tell you something that um I heard on uh the Suburban podcast with Juice and Kim, Mm -hmm. and it blew my mind. I've been really like turning this thing over in my mind over and over again because it makes uh juice made such a good point they was talking about childhood trauma right mm-hmm. we all know what childhood trauma is yeah we all have it and childhood trauma is what we see today retrospectively mm-hmm. it's like oh that thing happened back then that's creating how i am now he said we don't think about that the traumatic experience in real time is being per- also perceived by a child. And I was like, damn, I never thought about that. The situation, the traumatic experience, whatever it may be, at the time, I am a child going through it. Mm-hmm. So I may not have the facilities or the intellect to really assess what I have determined to be traumatic. Mm-hmm. Even though I, the the emotions and the feelings and the thoughts, like, so, even when, like, let's say, somebody caught, like, I never get, like, somebody called me ugly, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, when I was in, like, the third grade, second grade, right? These, these two girls I thought was cute called me ugly. Cool, whatever. 
there is an a mental kind of kick there that caused a lot of things going forward that you know kind of plays into how I see things today. Mm-hmm. But I never thought that that was also a fucking nine year old being assessing the situation. It don't make sense. I'm trying to follow. So let's take let's take it deeper. Let's say divorce. Let's say like your parents divorce, right? Uh-huh. As an adult, you can see your parents as two people uh-huh. in a relationship. As a child, you see them as your heroes. You see them as you never thought. Like you don't have the life experiences to assess the situation oh, as you would today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even though you, the traumatic is still real, the the trauma is still real, it still affects you today. You don't ever think that you, you you're just looking back at it. You're not mm-hmm. thinking about the mindset that you were in that you weren't prepared for the trauma right. as a child. Okay, yeah. And I and it's just like and it just makes me reevaluate everything from my past, even like stuff with my parents or situations I might have had like in family members or even past relationships. Like high school relationships affect me today, but also I was fucking eighteen at the time. Mm-hmm. I got to give myself like like damn, bro. Like you was eighteen, you didn't know, you haven't, you didn't go to college, you weren't living on your own, you didn't have this maturity in you, right? You was, you was, you was, everything was immature in the moment. You just cut off. You just cut off. Let's see. Cool. You might be out of memory, bro. Must be. Ain't that some shit? Ain't that some shit? Ain't that the same, bro? But yeah, man, that shit, like, I've been, like, processing that, like, working through that, been like, damn, man, like, I wonder what else have I been kind of stewing over from the past that was just wasn't that deep mm-hmm. or it was just my perspective at the moment it wasn't the situation that's a ooh, that's a deep question because mm. we do look at stuff like you think about things that happened in your past and they always talk about like our like a lot of times when people react to things that's like your chi- like your inner child mm-hmm. reacting to whatever, or they're responding to whatever's happening. Even though you could be 32 years old, something happens that triggers your inner child, and boom. I wonder when does that stop? Um, like, think about, like, if if we're, if if the, the person that I was, my inner child, let's say my inner child was from 20 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Is there going to be, a, I'm 34 now, is there a time that I'm going to be 54, Look, and I'm going to be reacting from my 34-year-old self? I think there's a lot of people or a lot of people that get on YouTube and talk about healing your inner child. Mm -hmm. And so um, I remember like I do like a lot of like meditations and stuff like that where people like just breath work and just um, positive affirmations and things like that. Um, But there was one that I listened to that was like healing your inner child. And like I remember this lady said like like to hug yourself, but like hug your inner child mm-hmm. and I was just like ooh like it really kind of just sent me to a I think I got a little sad because mm-hmm. I remember you know like the little me needing that hug mm-hmm. so I think that if people looked at trying to heal that inner child 
um, that, so you won't be 54 dealing with like responding from that place. Mm -hmm. Like you can love on that version of you at that time and give that version of you grace why am I saying version like that? Mm-hmm. And then, um, that's, your, that's the therapist and you talking, right? <laughs> but love on that version of you so that you can be like a more whole person. Like, I know this is a spinoff too. I know a lot of people like to heal and they be like, okay, I want to heal and I, I want to heal by myself and I'm gonna stay in my house and I don't want to deal with nobody else. Mm-hmm. You know what you can't do or you won't know what anything's going on if you sit in your house by yourself. And don't interact with people, you be thinking you're doing great. Right. Because you have no outside influences. Yeah. As soon as you go outside, somebody gonna poke that one spot and then mm-hmm. boom. You're gonna think all that work you did for nothing. So if I feel like healing should be like you don't have to like go off into like a secret place and like hide yourself. Like you can work on yourself and also be around people. Right. Because you go out by yourself and then you forget to interact with people and somebody will show you. I mean, life is, we, 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 you have to be around people because you think about it, we, we live life together. Mm-hmm. We're, we're very codependent people. We like to say that we don't need another person or we like to feel like we can do it all on our own, but that is not life. Like, it is, I think you have to take, you have to take yourself out out for a test drive. Mm-hmm. You have to put it out there and, you know what I'm saying, it's kind of like that traumatic experience was like getting in a car accident. Yeah, you got in a car accident, but that don't mean you can never drive again. Right. You got to get, like, that's, you can't, that's, it's, it's impractical. Like, do you know I grew up in a house where we weren't allowed to burn candles? For real? Mm-hmm. My dad, when he was a kid, one of his cousins' house caught on fire because of a candle. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up in a house where, like, we... Did not burn candles. And I asked my mom, like, I got to a point where I was old enough to, like, be like, ooh, I like candles. Mm. And I was not allowed to. And my mom was like, no, because your dad didn't like that. And I was Mm. like, this is something that happened when he was young that still, like, he was just like, nope, no candles. That's crazy because I be thinking, like, what what am I going to, what me things am I going to apply to my family and stuff like that? Like, this is kind of off topic and on topic. Like, like my kids are not going to have Play-Doh. Why? I hate like I'm disgusted by play doh. I'm really? absolute. I'm absolutely. I loved play doh. It's like clay, but not clay. It did it because I was, as a kid and actually as an adult too. I'm a very like clean hands person, mm-hmm. and that little film you get on your hands disgusted the hell out of me. That's and then it'll so always cool. be like little balls everywhere. And then, then the one thing that they that they did that this is what really disgusted me was when how you can take play doh and make like play doh food out of it, mm-hmm, like hot dogs. Oh, when I say utterly disgusted, utterly really? disgusted, utterly disgusted, I'm I like literally makes me gag. Like, I used to love playing. My kids like I like I don't care what I don't care. Can they play with slime? No. So nothing on the hands. No, they they can have crayons and all that shit, but regular toys and stuff. But nah, mm. nope, and that's it. They gonna have to play with that shit at school, man. We used to make bowls of like, like make a bowl and then we make little peas and stuff. See, disgusting. Mm. They had the plastic ones. A plastic kitchen? You gonna buy your son a kitchen? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Hell nah, look, man. Hey, let me. This is what I'm very like certain of, very strong of. We can have these internet debates all day long, but when it comes to my four walls, that's it. That's my thing. 
how you want to raise your children, that's your business. Right. I'm not going to, like, if you decide not to buy your kids a kitchen, I'm not going to be like, oh, bird, you wrong for that. Da, da, da. Your kids, your business. Right. As long as it ain't nothing, like, super wild, that's your preference. I don't care. Right. Like, I know folks that, like, they don't like, like, they don't, they won't want their kids to have, like, Nerf guns and stuff because they're anti-gun or whatever. Like, whoop do I cannot wait them to my son until, like, 10 or some 9, 10, so I can buy him a BB gun. I'm childish because I keep Nerf guns now. <laughs> and, like, that's, like, my favorite thing. Like, if I, somebody come to my house and, like, you know. I had a friend. I didn't know that. I didn't know that they were, like, anti-gun in all ways. And uh, I had a friend for his son's birthday. Like, I got him, like, a Nerf gun. And his son, like, eyes, like, looked like, ooh, whoop whoop And I was just like, and he was just like, like, don't worry about it, man. It's a whole thing or whatever. Basically, like, his, his, uh, his old lady didn't like the gun thing or whatever but well you know now the nerf guns they basically like little pellet guns like automatic rifles i'm like god all good shit. Like, like they got the stuff that's gonna put an eye out like <laughs> for real i'm like okay now this level because like nerf guns we like i went on a cabin trip and we had a nerf gun like fight mm-hmm. there was no real rules so like we had teams and stuff but it was just like really just shirt shooting shooting everybody with nerf guns yeah i'm very much the person like if i was dating somebody I would absolutely open the door and boom, mm-hmm. forehead. <laughs> then I hand you your gun and now, you know. Now we on that. Mm-hmm. Shoot out. Mm-hmm. Give, me, give me 10 seconds to hide. Exactly. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I don't know. Hmm. Am I into that? Hmm. What, Nerf guns? Like a Nerf fight. I think that's kind of cool. It was very, like, and it was so funny because it just ended up being everybody shooting everybody. Oh, yeah. Or, like, you know, you had your person. Like, I know, like, at the time, the guy I was uh, dating, like, I don't think we were on the same team. Uh-huh. But then somehow we ended up, like, we was making sure we wasn't getting shot and stuff like that. And, boom, like, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Sounds it, fun. It was like a bunch of adults acting like children, which was the best part. That's yeah. that's the part that people miss. As adults, everything doesn't have to be super serious. Let what, that child have fun. What's that? Um, It's a book. I think, or something, but basically it was talking about like the importance of play mm-hmm. or recess or something like that. And that was just kind of like, that's what it was all about was like, basically it's like we mature mm-hmm. and grow up and we feel, we, we we make play childish for no reason. We So we, we literally just cut out fun mm-hmm. just for, just for shits and giggles. And I, that's the best part. Like, I think I I like to craft. So, like, mm-hmm. in my office, I have, like, a whole, like, a bunch of random craft things in there that I can do. So, that's what I like to do as a child. I like mm-hmm. to do crafts. But, no, that's how you have a good, fulfilled life. Be a child. Yeah. I mean, pay your bills, but then go do childish stuff that makes your inner child happy. Well, you know, some people like, uh, it's kind of like a form of therapy to them. My therapeutic is that they have like adult coloring books. Mm-hmm. Like that, that seems so just relaxing. Mm-hmm. Not for me because I'm a perfectionist and I've literally to this day have never been able to, um, color in a coloring book inside the lines. Cause what it, I, I, I suffer, I suffer from, um, excessive confidence. So, if I got like an open space, I'll start going side to side really fast, believing that I can slow down my hand before it goes out the line. 
And as soon as I get any bit outside line or I color something the wrong color, like I get confused and I color like, let's say I color a finger the color that a shirt is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I don't want You're it. Done. I'm yeah. done. Perfectionist. But I guess that's pretty much why I do the woodwork and shit I do. It's that like, makes sense. You got to be perfect at that. So. Yeah. So anyway, man, we are hour and 12 in. Look at us. Whoop, whoop. Uh, you got any announcements? No, but shout out to LeBron. All right, so moving on. Wow, uh, really? Uh, y'all make sure y'all check out <laughs> officially adulting. Uh, book, book club. Uh, the psychology of money this month. Yes, the last book club. Four agreements, was, wasn't it? Yes, it was very okay. Did I tell y'all about the girl that called in? Mm-mm. Okay, most of the people on the call, I'm not gonna lie, were people that I know. So I think it was a total of like seven of us. But one girl joined like slightly late and I was looking like, I'm like, I don't know her, but mm-hmm. whatever. And so she came on, like we were kind of like going around. She was like, hey, I just so happened to stumble across your page last night and I ordered the book. She was like, but I had been looking for like a book club type thing to join. And she was like, I really liked your page. So I wanted to join and I was looking for like a community. And I was like, and the, the funny part was like all my friends on there like, yeah. And I was sitting there like, they were like, April, I, I just knew you were going to start crying. Because I was just like, look at some rant. Like, she, like she from, I think she lived in like Miami. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who she was. Like, we ended up talking a little bit in the DMs afterwards. I was like, please send me a message because mm-hmm. I want to like talk. Because that's my favorite part is like, I actually. That's why you do people. it. Mm-hmm. And some people like, that's the inner sauce. Mm-hmm. Like, people mm-hmm. try to do it. You really gotta actually want to communicate with people. Yeah, like it's the thing is like you, you, you can't do it for the notoriety. You can't mm-hmm. do it for the money. You gotta do it for the love. You can't get annoyed with people talking to you when you create a platform for people to talk to you. It's social media, right? Like so. you, you almost, you almost have to be eager for people to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I like so you know I did the movie review on TikTok. Hey man, I'll be forgetting that TikTok has like a broad reach. Like, it's people that I'd be forgetting. Like, we don't know at all. They're just like telling me I'm tripping and shit like that or whatever. And like, I know I'd be having like harsh hot takes. I gotta remember it's like, bro, it's 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 just like when I, I'm telling myself that it's just like when I see other people do it. Mm-hmm. And I gotta remember like, hey, keep doing it, mm-hmm. keep doing it, cause like. People, people really only stop and comment on shit they like. If you like, I ain't gonna say strike a nerve, but something that they resonate with. Yep. Like if it's some bullshit, like I will watch a whole, I will watch a whole TikTok, and if I don't resonate with it all, I won't even like it. And I watched the whole thing, and I don't even mean to do it, but it just, it just didn't, it didn't give me an emotional response to do to right. do anything. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes the TikTok be so damn good, I follow them off one, off one video. I be like, I hope you yes. got more coming. Yes, you remember the girl you told her not to um <laughs> to the TV yes. on the wall. I wonder where she is now. I wish I, wish I could go back and, and find it. For y'all who don't know, this girl had this did this TikTok about um she, she was like, I don't need a man. Who says you need a man? I can do it all by myself. And she mounted her TV right. And for y'all that know, like, I do benches and holes, so I do, like, woodworking, and I do a lot of installations and things like that. And she said where she wanted her TV, there wasn't a stud. 
was she didn't even quite know the terminology, but I'm just gonna explain to you. She said that there wasn't a stud, but she said she did a couple. She said she asked her neighbor and searched on YouTube a couple of times, and she used toggle bolts to mount her TV. She said she she said she said that well, basically she said she told me to mind my fucking business that it's gonna hold. So I politely told her, I said, hey, obviously you didn't look at my page because I, this is what I, this, I, I know what, the, I know what the hell I'm talking about. I was like, it may not fall today. It may not fall tomorrow, but those are not made. Like this situation isn't made, it's drywall. You don't, you're not, you, she didn't even know like the term drywall, like how it was made. I like drywall isn't made to be a part of that kind of stress. Cause really what the thing what the situation is she has a full mount tv i mean mm-hmm. a full full motion tv so those are the ones that you can pull out and mm-hmm. twist mm-hmm. angle different kind of way mm-hmm. the thing is if it's pushed against the wall she's probably okay because there's nothing but downward force mm-hmm. like close to the wall when she pulls it out into the middle Ooh. that top mm-hmm. that top joint is under so much like tense like uh tensile stress Whatever, like it's pulling so hard on the top one, it's not in a stud. It is drywall. Drywall is just like almost like compressed paper. Like it is going to rip out, and it's like I don't. And maybe this trifling to me, I could have explained it to her why her situation isn't going to work because it's more so like you can put yourself in a scenario to fail, but you have to know what the scenario is. If you just pushed against the wall, you you probably be, you might be all right the whole time it's up, but the day that you want to pull that thing out and like let's say leave it out and twist it and there's like stress away from the wall, that shit is going to fall. And that's the thing. It was like in her video, she almost was basically like, "I don't know what I'm doing." And then Bird, being an expert, was like, "Ooh, might not want to do that." And it wasn't like what you said wasn't even rude. And she came back and was, just, ugh. I just was like, you know what, I. I don't want to hope your TV falls, but I want you to be like, oh man. Now, and it, it was so funny. Now, it was so crazy to me because it's like, <laughs> it's like you start the video by saying you don't know what you're doing. She said she looked on YouTube. She watched a couple of videos and asked her neighbor. I don't know what makes her, I don't know who her neighbor is, but it's like, you, I, I don't know. But hey, 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 baby girl, that's what you want to do. Do that shit. Cause one thing I wouldn't do, I wouldn't take a eight hundred dollar risk just for the sake of being right. Nope. Hey, go ahead. Like, and, and I think, and I think I made her like, cause she started like, like commenting more, and like when she like looked at my page, it was like, ah, oh, cause that's when I had just did the um, bookshelf mm-hmm. in Atlanta. So she's like, damn, that nigga did just put that shit against the wall, or whatever. So I think she kind of like got nervous, she's like, well, it said this and that. Not like, no, 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 you got it. You got it. You good. You good. You said, nah, you, all the women who are independent. Absolutely not me. <laughs> I don't want to, Hey, man, she know, she know. So, uh, bad luck to her. Um, hope your shit falls. Good hope luck it. to Jalen and Rihanna. Shout out to Dog. Congratulations on making it to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Rue. Uh... Be looking out for us, man. Hey, check this out. Man, we ain't never asked y'all to do shit before. I don't know if I'm going to start asking y'all now, but nah, nah, I think I'm sorry. Hey, man, 
tell folks to listen to our podcast, but tell them to listen to Becoming Aware of Your Wife. It's like episode 30 something, I think, in the 30s. Y'all go find y'all somebody. If you like this episode, if you like us, we need y'all to start start uh, do, do, doing some groundwork, doing some legwork. Becoming aware of your wife. That must have been a conversation that y'all had without me. I think so. That's the that's our like most listened to episode. Okay. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So yeah, y'all go tell folks, man, and uh, be looking out for us on TikTok and other places and Instagram. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm Bird. I'm April D. And this has been another episode of the Black Heart Podcast. Thank you for listening, and Mama, sorry for cussing. <laughs>